We are simply creating a voice movement to create more connection and more peace within all of us, especially during a time that is extremely shifting perspectives, dimensions, and illusions throughout our life. One must wonder what is real and what is not. It's up to you to decide what's happening here and on the other side. Let's embark on this journey of transformation. Welcome to our podcast of Life and Death Paradox. I am your host, Cece Rivera. We share real stories of brave souls, broken or on purpose, sharing their life story of mental health, addictions, cross path with suicide attempts, or lost someone to suicide, even struggling to awaken, or awakened souls, or fear of death, or living consciously, and even beyond physical existence and the magic of understanding the other side, hence life and death paradox. Welcome to our next episode. The stories I share are real stories from real people. And real people will also be on the show to share their stories live. Today I will share with you a letter that was written by a mother after her son committed suicide. A mother's letter after her child commits suicide. Suicide is one of the most selfish actions a person can take Suicide puts an immediate end to that person's pain, torment, and despair, but it brings an immediate beginning of pain, torment, and despair to that person's loved ones. In many ways, your suicide can be seen as a legacy that you left behind because the suffering you were going through is now the suffering your friends, family, teammates, and close colleagues are going through. There's no way to kill yourself, but to me, hanging yourself has to be the most brutal way to end your life. My gorgeous, handsome, funny, thoughtful, kind, popular son hung himself on August 2nd, 2018. He was a fitness fanatic, loved playing soccer and Gaelic football, worked hard and loved life. He crammed a lot of living into his 26 years on earth and left a lot of wonderful memories that we, his family and friends, could write a book on. But that's not how we're thinking just yet. Our lives have been shattered into thousands of small pieces 
by your death at such a young age and by the manner in which you died. No one understands why. We all thought you were living the dream, which in many ways you were. Your sudden death has left us with so many questions that we'll never have answers to. I often sit and wonder if you had maybe waited another five minutes or another 30 minutes, would you have changed your mind? Or did you change your mind? And it was too late. If only you'd received a phone call at that point asking you to meet up with a friend or even phoned a friend to have a chat, then maybe that would have changed the whole outcome and you'd still be here today? You were too young to die. You still had so much more to give to life. Could you foresee any of the devastation you could be leaving behind? Would you still have gone through with it if you had been able to see in advance the lives that have been shattered by your suicide? Because you know, you were loved and adored both in Ireland and New York and Florida. And you had a six month old baby. How could you leave him? Only thing I do know is that you were definitely thinking of him as you died because you absolutely loved him, but you still killed yourself because you didn't want to watch your son being brought up by another man. You didn't want to be the absent parent in your son's life. You told me it had to be all or nothing because you couldn't live without him. You were always so strong and thoughtful and tough both physically and mentally, but I never thought for one minute that you would actually commit suicide. But now that you're dead and I'm left with the pain, torment and despair that you were feeling, I think about suicide. I would like a way to end the pain that your legacy left I couldn't do anything as brutal as what you did, like hanging myself. But sometimes I think about taking a bottle of whiskey and a load of pills up to bed with me and just dying quietly in my sleep. But the difference is that I can't do it because I cannot be that selfish to inflict any more devastation on this family. We're all in pieces. I'd like to say that we're all sitting together as a family grieving for you daily, but the truth is that we're all absolutely torn apart by the shock of your suicide. 
So we're all grieving separately and pretending we're together, that we're all doing fine. But the pain on our faces shows something entirely different. But you know what fine really stands for when people give that answer? Effed off, irritated, neurotic, emotional. Fine is not a proper answer. It's a dismissal of the questions on how you're really feeling, on how you're really coping so that you don't have to share with others how hurt you feel or guilty. The guilt that you feel the family are all beating themselves up, wondering, is there something more they should have done for you? Why didn't I notice? I am your mother, and I spoke to you on the phone just a few hours before you committed suicide. I didn't pick up on the fact that your mood was so low that you were going to hang yourself a few hours later. You told me you were feeling a bit burnt out and that you were going to go to the gym and then lie by the pool for a few hours. And son, I believed you. Thank you so much for tuning in to our Life and Death Paradox podcast. Please continue to watch, like, support, and share because we can't do this without you. We are simply the voice of those suffering and or awakening. We are making a ripple for our community in order to save lives. That is our real goal here, to make sure people are heard and seen, even when no one knows they ever existed. We want to dedicate our podcast to those on the other side. This, this show, show episode, episode is, is dedicated, dedicated to Connell, to Connell McGee, 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 McGee in memory, memory of Connell. Of Connell.